We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up, everybody? Happy Saturday morning to you and those of you who might be watching us live on the Roto Grinders videos page or on YouTube. Uh, appreciate you getting up and uh, checking out a live program here with your morning coffee uh, because we've got some NFL action today. Two Saturday games here for week 18. Uh, so we're here to break it down for you. Uh, Justin Van Zuden, that's me, STL Cardinals 84. I've got Tim Buell alongside. Uh, we'll be doing another live show right before the first game locks this afternoon, but getting you a little early video out there uh, with our initial thoughts on this two-game Saturday slate. So uh, we'll break it down here for you in the next uh, 25 minutes, half hour or so, and then be back with you before roster lock. And uh, first NFL action we've had in a while, thankfully, very positive updates on the status of DeMar Hamlin for the Bills. That's obviously been the headline topic over the last week, and uh, sounds like he is uh, improving significantly. So that's good for him, uh, for the league, for all the fans. It uh, was uh, pretty remarkable to see all the support coming out for him there after that incident on uh, Monday Night Football. So, uh, Tim, how are you doing this weekend? I'm doing pretty well, Justin. Uh, you know, did a... Uh... Did some of my work for the uh, NHL projections this week uh, and grinding along in NHL. And uh, now we're winding down with some NFL. This is a it's a pretty interesting two-game slate. Uh, I think there's a lot of different ways that that people can go, and I'm pretty excited to, to break it down. Yeah, it should be a, an entertaining day of football. We got the Chiefs and the Raiders getting things kick-started this afternoon. Uh, the Chiefs certainly still motivated uh, with a chance to lock up that number one seed in the AFC playoffs. There has been some talk about if there's a Kansas City-Buffalo AFC championship game uh, because Buffalo has played, obviously, one fewer game, that that could be held at a neutral site. Uh, but the Chiefs would still get the number one overall seed and that first round bye in the playoffs which obviously only one team gets now. So the Chiefs clearly motivated to uh, close out their season on a high note. Uh, the Raiders, of course, just playing out the string, but uh, Jared Stidham was a, a nice surprise last week. And then we've got the Titans and the Jaguars in the nightcap in what is essentially the first game of the playoffs. 
Uh, the winner of that game wins the AFC South, and the loser goes home and uh, and ends their season. Uh, two teams there that have been trending in opposite directions, with the Jags playing well and the Titans struggling <clears throat> somewhat as a result of injuries over the past month. But uh, clearly, four teams that are going to you know play their their guys today. Uh, the Raiders would certainly love to play spoiler against the Chiefs uh, with their division rivals, uh, though they're the only team quote-unquote, that has nothing to play for. So um, just in general, we'll kind of go through the positions here, but how do you see these two games playing out? Uh, do you expect the Chiefs to you know, control the uh, the Raiders? And then uh, what happens in that uh, big matchup in Jacksonville tonight? I mean, I guess it depends on how you define control the Raiders. I expect the Chiefs to win, but I, I think that the Raiders are going to show quite a bit of pride against the Chiefs. You know, it's a, it's a rivalry game. And it's, I don't know if I necessarily bet the Chiefs to, to cover, but I think that they will control the tempo of the game, if that makes sense. Um, I think that it's going to be a fairly high-scoring game also. I think if I had to lean one way in, in that game, I'd go with the over. Um, I, um, you know, it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely a good game to attack in terms of DFS. The Tennessee Jacksonville game, I'm I'm a little bit struggling with. Like, I I think I would go and take the points with Tennessee, um, even if Jacksonville wins the game. I don't think they're going to cover. So um, that game that game I think is a little bit harder um, for me to figure out. And we'll I'll break down some of those reasons why I'm struggling with it as we go along. But just the way that the prices are laid out, that I think that game is a lot harder to kind of figure out. And there's a lot of ownership going to some of those pieces too. Yeah. So we got about a 51 point total. The chiefs uh, close to 10 point road favorites. Uh, that's a big number in the NFL for a road team uh, against the Raiders. So the chiefs projected for around 31 points, the Raiders about 21 points. And then we got about a five point spread and a lower total in that Tennessee Jacksonville game tonight. So uh, let's start by going through DraftKings here. Uh, and since we've got two games, we'll go on a position-by-position position basis. Obviously, we've got four quarterbacks. Uh, Joshua Dobbs is going to get the start for Tennessee tonight. Uh, looked Has looked reasonably competent, um, at least uh, you know a little bit better than, uh, than the other options that they've tried with Tannehill out. So uh, Dobbs is going to get the, the start tonight. Of course, we've got Stidham starting for the Raiders, had a big game last week. Uh, and then we've got Mahomes and, and Lawrence as kind of your top two. Lawrence has a questionable tag, but uh, there's no real concern over his status. He'll be out there. So, um, I mean, the question becomes, do we need to jam in Mahomes at 8,400 on DK? I don't think we need to. Um, I think it really just comes down to uh, the three quarterbacks, the Mahomes, Lawrence, and Stidham. Dobbs would be a cross-off for me. I think that's a pretty easy cross-off. The the question is, I mean, if you go Mahomes, okay, it's very hard to play Mahomes and Kelsey. You know, that's the bottom line. So the question becomes, do you go Stidham and then and then you pair him with like a receiver, like a cheap receiver, and then you go Kelsey and get your exposure through Kelsey that way? Um, that that's kind of that's kind of the issue. Like if you if you play Mahomes at eighty four hundred. You know, right off the bat, you've got fifty two hundred left, and then if you and then if you go Kelsey, you're down to forty. You're down to forty eight hundred per player. You're not gonna get. You're gonna be giving up a lot of opportunity costs at a lot of different positions. So, the kind of the issue that I have is, 
if you go, if um, I, the issue that I think is, is that I think Stidham is going to be end up being higher owned than Lawrence. Right now we have Lawrence higher owned, but I think that that's actually, I think he's going to, Stidham's going to end up being the second highest owned quarterback because it's easy to click his name. And then it's, and then it's also easy to, um, to pair him with a cheap receiver or two from his own team. Um, so it comes down to ownership for me. Like, I don't know if I – if he was going to be the third highest owned quarterback, I'd be much happier to play him. But I, I personally think that he's going to be the second highest owned quarterback. And, you know, I don't know if I want to, you know, be going with the field on a, on a heavily owned Jarrett Stidham. That's kind of my issue. So it's those are those are things that I think that uh, we all have, kind of have to think about as we're building our teams today for this two-game slate. Yeah, I think that's a fair point, and I'll you know generally end up with more Lawrence too if that ends up being the case. Um, and you know, obviously, the, another point that you kind of hinted at is that Mahomes is expensive, and there's effectively one stud at every position. Uh, and no offense to Jacobs, but as a ten-point underdog, I think everyone's going to agree that Henry is the RB one on the slate. So you got a clear QB one in Mahomes, a clear RB one in Henry a clear wide receiver one in Adams and a clear tight end one in Kelsey. Nobody's going to argue with you that those guys are the top overall projected scorers at their respective positions, but you can't fit them all in. Obviously with DFS, we live in a world of salary cap. And if you want to play Mahomes, Henry Adams and Kelsey together in a, in a lineup, you've only got $3,300 per player to fill out like five spots, uh, which is, you know, pretty much not doable. So you're going to have to make a sacrifice at a position or two, you know, and not play the, the top projected play. So it all comes down to maybe which guy or two you feel a little less comfortable with. And, uh, and that's probably the guy you're going to have to leave off because you can't play all four in all likelihood. So it's not like we've if got, I, all if, go ahead. If I'm not, if I'm not worried about ownership, like if I'm not worried about getting leverage or anything like that, I think I would play Jared Stidham in, in, in a cash game setting. Um, it's just in, in like a large field setting, I'm I'm just a little bit hesitant. Like I think in a large field setting, I might lean towards Lawrence. Yeah, I, I like Lawrence a good bit as well. I mean, obviously he's been playing good football, um, and you know the the Jaguars didn't rest their players last week. They kept them going, but they just blew the doors off of Houston, and so uh, they didn't really need to throw the ball. So don't worry about his numbers from last week. I think he'll be fine. Um, and you know a guy that I'm definitely looking to target in tournament builds as well. The, the uh, other the other thing I wanted to just briefly touch on with quarterback is the, another way you could get different with your chief stacks is to go Mahomes without Kelsey and go Mahomes and like McKinnon or like Mahomes and Juju or uh, or Tony something like that. So you're still getting you're getting the best quarterback on the slate. And then, and then you just try to fade Kelsey, which is t- obviously terrifying. But it could be a way to separate yourself in a, in a large field setting. All right, let's go ahead and move to uh, running back here, where, uh, again, we do have you know the, the clear RB1s for these teams. Henry, Jacobs, Etienne has emerged for Jacksonville, and then Pacheco has emerged as the early down back of choice for Kansas City. Uh, and McKinnon has been very good in the passing game of late. Uh, outside of that, you don't really have viable plays. It's basically 
five options at running back and the cheapest one is 5600 unless you you know want to get super creative with a Jamichael Hasty or something like that but uh, that just it feels really thin so uh, basically you're at Henry Jacobs Etienne Pacheco and McKinnon um, how are you and with Henry at like 65 percent projected ownership uh, though he's probably going to get the ball like 30 times if this game is competitive so how do you break down the running backs here I, uh, another running back that I would just add to the pool real quick might be Samir White. Um, you know, we do have him projected for seven points, and he's 22% ownership at the Stone Men. So he's just, you know, I, I'm not saying that you have to play him or anything, but I think he's worthy uh, in your large field settings. Um, Derrick Henry's obviously the, the top guy. I think I would prioritize Henry um over Mahomes if that makes sense like in terms of my like 8k spend like if I'm going to spend 8,000 on a player I think I would rank Henry over Mahomes um just because the the volume he's going to get is just going to be insane like they're the only chance that they're going to be competitive in this game is if he has a big game so um it just I think that he would be my priority spend today um, he's going to be super, super high on though. We have a project for 65% ownership and I completely believe that. Um, so I can understand if you wanted to take like an underweight stance. Um, if you wanted to go underweight on Henry ETN would be, would be my next favorite. I think, I mean, I know I just said that you could play him in tournaments, but like McKinnon is going to progress big time he can't just keep catching these balls and scoring touchdowns on every play like i don't <laughs> i'm not really buying i'm not really buying this production but then again i've been thinking that for like three or four weeks <laughs> maybe longer i don't know so i never play him i he always he always uh crushes me so you know do what you want with that info but i'd, <laughs> I'd much rather play etn um than than mckinnon and then i think josh jacobs like, I know that they're huge underdogs, but, you know, he still is getting the oppor- like the opportunities and the touches. So if this game can kind of stay at a neutral script, I, I think he's got potential. And at 24% ownership, I mean, that's that's really – that's pretty decent. Like, that's, you know, way lower on than ETN, and it's similar to McKinnon and Pacheco. So I, I think he's definitely worth maybe matching the field in tournaments. Yeah, he's uh, listed questionable uh, with the hip and oblique issue, but he's been listed questionable for about a month now and hasn't missed a game. Of course, if he happens to be a surprise inactive, uh, we'll, that's the first game, so we'll have you updated right on the pre-lock show. Uh, and then, you know, Abdullah, Zamir White, um, potentially Bolden would be uh, in line for larger roles, and they're all really cheap. So that would change the landscape if... Jacobs happens to get ruled out, but uh, that's not expected at this point. We'll keep an eye on it. Uh, otherwise, pretty much in agreement with your thoughts there. I've been fading McKinnon as well, and now he's you know, <laughs> up to $6,300, and I am definitely not jumping on the bandwagon at this uh, price and at this stage. So uh, we'll go down with that ship uh, together uh, this week. So anything else at running back, or you want to move on to the pass catchers? Yeah, let's just go to the pass catchers. All right, uh, so let's talk, uh, and we can probably talk wide receiver and tight end here together because, again, you've got two elite options. We've already kind of touched on Kelsey a little bit here and there, uh, and then you've got Devontae Adams as the clear top wide receiver on the slate. 
and then there's really not a lot of other spends at the wide receiver position. Uh, $2,600 difference on DraftKings between Adams and the next priced guy. So uh, how are you ranking at least your priority for a few of these pass catchers here? Uh, it's just tough. Like I, I, I want to go Stidham and then Adams and then Henry. Um, I don't know if that's going to leave me. Let me just check real quick. I don't know. It's pretty, it's pretty tough. So that, that's what I would want to do when that would leave me with 4,600 per player. That's pretty, I mean, it's doable, but it's pretty tough. And I, and I think that I might have to leave Adams off and, and just try to maybe go more balanced um with with like uh you know with like a kirk or zay jones mac hollins hunter renfro um you know we'll we'll get to tight end but darren waller you know pair pair waller with stidham something like that uh might be like a more appropriate play see i i'm still prioritizing the bottom line is i'm still prioritizing henry over adams and i'm prioritizing henry over mahomes so it's tough to get two of those 8K guys in the same lineup. You get really, you're really looking at some pretty ugly stuff. So it's just um, I, I don't want to fade Adams, but I, I think I just have to take a stand and make and make Henry my guy. If you don't want to, if you don't agree with me on Henry, then I think you've got to play Adams. You know, I think that's that's your next guy in. So, because Stidham and, and Adams, uh, that little, that two man right there could be a slate winner easily. Yeah. And you got to spend up somewhere. Obviously the fully balanced approach just doesn't look optimal on this slate just because we've got, you know, one top end guy at each position. So, um, it would certainly be a little bit different, but fading Mahomes and Kelsey and Henry and Adams, like, uh, one of those guys is is going to have a big night uh, or afternoon, you'd think. So uh, you mentioned potentially getting uncomfortable, and that's probably where we're ending up at wide receiver. Once you get past the top range, you're probably going to you know, maybe be able to fit one of these mid-range guys, so maybe one of Kirk, Juju, Zay Jones, and then we're basically into punts from there. And like it or not, the slate is probably going to be decided by a 4K or a 3K wide receiver scoring a touchdown and having four or five catches. Um, And, you know, it's just where the differentiation comes in because you've got more options down there. You've got, uh, you got a Matt Collins or a Robert Woods or a Tony or a Valdez Scantling or a Marvin Jones, like uh, whoever you pick out of that group, there's going to be some zero. There's going to be some goose eggs in there. And there's maybe going to be somebody who gets 12 or 14 points. So uh, who do you like out of this group of cheaper guys? Uh, Hunter Renfro would probably be my favorite. Um, you know, he's probably not going to, ha- he doesn't have a huge ceiling, but you don't need a huge ceiling out of this group. I, I believe in his, that he'll get at least, you know, three or four targets. I, I feel safe at this floor. I think you could play him in cash games, even depending on your build. So, um, he would be, uh, you know, like you go sit him, Adams, um, you know, Renfro, Henry, then you could go like Pacheco or something like that. And, you know, it's, it's, it's doable. So I think that he would be my favorite out of that sub 4k tier. Yeah, he definitely makes some sense. Um, I like Marvin Jones a decent amount too, particularly if you've got some lineups where you're not playing Kirk or Zay Jones. 
um, you know, who are going to be somewhat popular. Um, he got seven targets last week, had a six target game a few weeks back. Obviously the floor is low, but, um, and, and if Jacksonville, you know, gets out to a decent lead, uh, the, the snaps might be somewhat of a concern, but I do like him in GPP builds as well. Um, but again, you can mix and match these guys. Nobody that I want to go like 60, 70% on if you're, if you're multi-entering. Anybody cheaper at tight end, like if you're in some fade Kelsey spots, like everyone else is cheap compared to him. You got Ingram, Waller, you know, maybe uh, one of the other Tennessee guys like Okonkwo or, or Hooper uh, snags a touchdown, which is, you know, with their quarterback play, certainly risky. They're going to need to probably score. Uh, but uh, any cheaper tight ends that you feel okay with? Uh yeah, I think you nailed it. Pretty much Austin Hooper would be the only guy, um, like super large fields, maybe like Noah Gray, if you want to get really insane, you know, like those, <laughs> but you're like, but like what you said, like that could be the difference. A yep. play like that in a slate like this, like he scores a touchdown and you're, you're golden. So, I mean, it's almost, I mean, it's almost like this is like we're playing showdown. Like you, you're going to need to take chances on these really, really cheap guys. Um, but if I'm not, I mean, I'm probably not going to be able to play Kelsey uh, in, in my single entry team. So I, I'm probably going to try to just go to Waller. I think Waller is going to be my guy today. Yeah, I think Ingram and Waller are fine. Um, I, I'm not super interested in the total punts, but uh, like we said, they, they, they could be a difference maker for sure. Um Defense, it feels like the Jaguars are going to be the chalk. The Chiefs have been the chalk quite a few times in good matchups, and they have not produced. Like, even against Houston, they almost lost that game. Like, their defense isn't that great, um, and that's probably being generous. Uh, and then, you know, obviously the Vegas is probably the team that nobody's playing, but that Jacksonville-Tennessee game is certainly the one that's projected to be lower scoring. I don't love playing the Chiefs' defense, so um, are we just mixing and matching here? Or do we like the Jags-Titans? What do you think? I certainly can't say that I have any sort of conviction about which defense to play. Uh, obviously, just play who fits. And also, just from a macro perspective, don't be be afraid to play skill players against your defense. Like, it's a small enough slate. Like, uh, you know, you, you are going to be forced to do that. So even if you're playing a couple Chiefs, you can still play a couple Raiders and so on. So it's don't, you know, all you're really hoping for is to get that, you know, uh, scoop and score type scenario try to get that defensive touchdown and and then obviously you want your player your offensive players back on the field so don't don't be afraid to, to, to you know play some skill players against your defense totally agree uh never feels great but on a two-game slate i've got no problem with that for sure um on uh you know we saw it a few weeks ago where on uh, the saturday slate uh, the the week the Colts blew a 33-0 to zero lead to the Vikings, they had a couple defensive touchdowns, and the, the optimal lineup was the Colts' defense with a lot of the Minnesota skill players. Right. Obviously, right. that's not often <laughs> the case, but um, that was totally optimal because the Colts got a couple defensive touchdowns. So that's obviously an extreme case, but uh, kind of goes to show you that it, it can be done on a shorter slate for sure. All right, uh, let's see. Let's go ahead and move over to FanDuel here. If you guys got questions, feel free to uh, drop them in the uh, the YouTube chat uh, or drop them in the uh, the Roto Grinders Discord um, in the NFL chat there, and uh, and we can take them here on the air. 
All right, uh, FanDuel. I mean, not a ton of differences. Generally, the cap is a little easier to navigate on FanDuel, but that's not necessarily the case on this slate. Um, you know, we've got Henry with slightly lower ownership than on DK. Adams with slightly lower ownership. Kelsey with slightly o- lower ownership because the cap is actually a bit tighter on FanDuel here. So, uh, I mean, you know, Mahomes is 9,500. Lawrence is 8K. Uh, Stidham is 7K. So, uh, I mean, same approach here on, on FanDuel. I guess kind of just go through what your primary differences might be at, at whatever positions. Yeah, it's not really not much of a difference at all. Like, you've got Mahomes at 9,500 and you got Henry at 9,500. And it's really, you know, I, I would still prioritize Henry. Um, Devontae Adams at 9,100, I think, is, is less of a priority. I think he's an easier fade on FanDuel. So that that's kind of the difference, right? Because it's only a half point PPR. Um, so I, I still think that I want to get to Stidham. I still think that I want to get to Waller and, and Henry. Um, there's no huge price discrepancy. Like there's no difference really in terms yeah. of w- where people rate out. Josh Jacobs at 9,000 on FanDuel is a way easier fade, I think. He, you know, he's a pretty... You can fade him on DK too, obviously, but I, there's no way I'm playing 9K for him on FanDuel. And I'm still not playing McKinnon at 7,700 with half point PPR. Right, so. <laughs> right, right. So you're looking at ETN, you're looking at Henry. Running back is kind of stale. That's like I think I think wide receiver is where things get a little, a, a lot trickier, I guess. Uh, running back is is kind of is is pretty stale today. Like I think you're I think you're plugging in Henry. Then you're plugging in uh, ETN, um, and but then wide receivers where things can get like you can embrace uh, more variance because it's all going to be about getting those cheap touchdowns. Yup, and again, that's probably where the slate is going to be won and lost. Uh, you've got you know, Renfro, who we mentioned on DK, is fifty three hundred on Fanduel. Valdez Scantling, fifty four hundred on Fanduel. Um, again, there's not a lot of differences in where the guys are at uh, in terms of pricing. Uh, these cheaper wide receivers are all kind of bunched up in that uh, 5K range. Marvin Jones, 5,500. Uh, Robert Woods, 5,700. But because the, the, the cap floor for each individual player is higher, like on DraftKings, these guys are in the 3Ks, or uh, as on FanDuel, they're in the 5Ks, that's what makes the overall cap navigation a little bit tighter and why you're kind of going to see slightly lower ownership on the star players. You know, you might have to to go without a couple of them on FanDuel, whereas on DraftKings, you know, you can maybe get in uh, three of the four kind of top-end plays, talking Mahomes, Kelsey, Henry, Adams. Uh, you're probably not getting three of them on, on FanDuel. Maybe it's, it's only two. So um, same general type of build. You just might have to add one more kind of lower-end uh, value play in there. Um, don't see any live questions here. Obviously we're, we're taping pretty early. So a lot of people will probably just be watching this on playback. But again, a reminder, both Tim and I will be back right before the first game live at, uh, was at 4 PM Eastern, um, 1 PM Pacific because that first game starts at 4:30. So we'll be live for the pre-lock show. Um, so if you think of questions along the way, you can tune into that pre-lock show at four and four Eastern. And then uh, we can answer your question. Then the question is done. We've got one question. It says favorite fade for this slate. Uh, I think that 
if you consider a fade like you know the top end plays, I think my favorite fade of the expensive guys would be Mahomes. Yeah, I think that makes sense as well because you got Stidham, you got Lawrence, um, you know, and from my end, you know, it, on the same token, uh, Kelsey is probably the one that I've ended up the most underweight on. Like one of those two guys. I, I don't think it's smart to fade both Kelsey and Mahomes, but getting them both on the same lineup is tough. Uh, I'm kind of with you and wanting to play Henry. Um, and then, you know, Mahomes and Kelsey together is hard to do with Henry. So maybe you just play one of the two. Where did that question come in at? I just want to make sure I'm. I just saw right it spot. on our saw it on our screen, on Streamyard there. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't see anything else in YouTube. I don't see anything else in the Rotor Grinders NFL Discord channel. So, uh, I think we're good to uh, to call it a show for now. And again, we'll be back live pre lock right before the game starts. So, anything else for you, Tim? Before we get out of here. Uh, just when you're building your teams today, just from a macro perspective, pay attention, you know, don't just pair like your QB one with the, with the, like, with like the top receiver or top tight end. And then like, just be conscious of like how you're building your teams today and try to em- embrace embrace some variants because not only are you going to risk being duped, but you're going to need to get some leverage to really like win a GPP. Uh, then we have another question real quick on FanDuel. Would you play the Raiders defense? Absolutely. They're the stone men. Um, I think that if that allows you to get more of the skill position players that you want, by all means, do it. Uh, don't let defense dictate the slate. Yep, yep. So many people get stuck on points allowed, and it's such a small percentage of the, the DFS scoring that, you know, one touchdown, uh, a couple of turnovers, you know, a fumble and a pick. Uh, can can easily make you right there with the highest scoring defense, and as you mentioned on FanDuel, the Raiders are 3K, uh, whereas the highest scoring def- or the highest price defense 4700. So pretty different uh, in terms of pricing there on FanDuel as well. So good question, good answer, and uh, with that we'll uh, we'll go ahead and get out of here. So again, we'll be back 4 p.m. Eastern right before the first game. Uh, we'll catch you all then, and if you don't tune in then, uh, we wish you uh, good luck with your lineups and uh, and have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks to Steve for producing behind the scenes for us as well. For Tim, I'm Justin. We'll catch you back here before the first game, everybody. Take care.